Good afternoon. Well, late morning to because it's like 11, almost 11.51 my time. So, yeah, so welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I am your host, Tom O'Shea. We had some highs. We had some lows this week when it comes to free agency, but we'll get into it in a little bit right now. Yeah, we'll get into it right now. So, first off, so it looks like we are correct about Andrew Benatendi being traded. It looks like the Red Sox will seriously con- consider um, trading Andrew Benatendi pretty soon to, like, a lot of teams. Like, I think the Pirates are one, Phillies, the A's. Bad bars. Bad bars, yeah. Yes, Fox, yeah. Bad bars, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, this is going to pro- – I don't feel like Andrew Benatendi's time in Boston is going to last long at this point. I feel like his time's almost coming, which is really sad because when he began his career with the Red Sox, you saw a lot of promise with Andrew Benatendi, like basically a really great homegrown talent like Bookie Betts. And like, and he was a, basically a formidable force on that, uh, that outfield group, the Killer Bees, with him, JBJ, and Mookie. And now, yeah, in over a year, they basically broke that whole group up. They traded Mookie. Um, they're probably going to let uh, JBJ walk in free agency, so he's probably not coming back. And, yeah, they're going to get rid of Benatendi. Which really stinks because that was a really great outfield group. Those guys gelled together really good. They were they were young. They were great. They were athletic. Just and it's all coming to an end. Someone, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll let you guys know when this trade might happen. It might happen anytime. Maybe we might get a text alert in the next couple of seconds. We don't know. Yeah. 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 But it's kind of looking like the end for Benny. And it really did sink, especially since after last year. Like, yeah. And there were moments, like, we will remember him for that catch in game four of the 2018 ALCS against Alex Bregman and the Astros. They had the bases loaded, and if Bregman, if Benintendi did not catch that ball and let it pass, that game's over. The Astros won, win game four. They tie the series, and momentum shifted their way. But after that catch, that basically just won it for the Red Sox. Even though they still had one more game to play, and that one more game would be the clincher and decider, it was still kind of like, you know what, after that catch, Red Sox are going to the World Series. I don't care. I don't care if there was one game after it. It basically just cemented it right there. It basically just ended the whole like question. Well, will this Red Sox team be good enough to go to the World Series, even win it? And that basically just that one catch, that one diving catch in left field in Houston basically just put that all to bed. And that was, yeah, that was actually ranked the best play in 2018. Yeah, best catch in 2018. And that was, yeah, or best play in 2018 in any sport. Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Or soccer, yeah. 
That was basically the best play ever of 2018, yeah. So, yeah, Benny, we'll miss you. Hopefully, best of luck wherever you land. Um, yeah, just hope for the future. Try to rebuild for the next one. Speaking of the next one, we did get some uh, this week. This Friday also was the beginning of international uh, signing period, which is between January or this Friday, January the 15th to December 2021. And so far we have signed, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, six people. And it looks like here we are. So here they are. Miguel Beli or Miguel Belize, outfielder from the Dominican. We signed him to a one million five hundred and a million dollar deal. Um, or Idriso Liera, catcher from Venezuela. We signed him to a eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, Luis Ravio, shortstop from the Dominican, five hundred and forty five thousand. Uh, Jenickson uh, Piez or Piez, right-handed pitcher from Venezuela, four hundred and fifty or four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Abraham Liardo, uh, shortstop Venezuela, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then Alrio Jimenez, uh, right-handed pitcher, um, Venezuela, three hundred and uh, three hundred thousand dollars. You can find this on. Um, I'm looking this up on uh, SoxProspects.com, so you can actually look at the list right now. We still have uh, uh, Peyton Nunez and a few other people, too, and then, like, trying to look over the list, too. A lot of names that I have no way of pronouncing. And sorry that I kind of butchered some of these names, but just kind of is hard to kind of pronounce some of these names. But we'll figure it out. Eventually, if they make it up to the big leagues, up with the Red Sox, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, yeah. So, so other news, Rafael Devers, he did almost have to go to an arbitration hearing, but they were able to make a deal out, them, him and the Red Sox, and he'll get one year, I believe. Let's see, let's look at this. Oh, it looks like uh, the Blue Jays offer, uh, or they uh, offered Springer a contract. Five years, $100 million. Okay. See if he takes it. I did hear that he wanted to be closer to his home state of Connecticut. And it's kind of looking like the Mets are kind of that better option because he is closer to – Connecticut is closer to New York, especially the Queens or Flushing or Flushings. Yeah, Flushings, New York. So usually the Mets should actually be a better option. I think it's between, yes, it's between the Mets and the Blue Jays. But, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, the first one to offer him a contract was, um, yeah, so it was uh, the Blue Jays for five years, $100 million. Let's see. Let's see the contract. So, let's see. So here we are. So Rafael Devers signed for one year, four hundred thirty-five or four point three hundred fifty or seventy-five million dollars, and avoided arbitration. All right. So he almost did go to court, but it didn't eventually happen. So very good, awesome. 
But then, also Friday, some bad news really did happen. This is kind of the low, another low of the show, or this week. So it looks like Corey Kluber did have a bullpen session this week, and he did really good. Apparently, 25 teams were there to watch him throw a bullpen to uh, scouts, and it looks like the Red Sox would be an obvious option to sign Corey Kluber to a contract. And because we need pitching depth or pitching in the rotation, especially the rotation, because I do not trust any, I do not trust the people on last year's pitching roster or rotation or staff to give the ball for a game, serious game. Yeah, I do not. And Corey Kluber is a pretty good pitcher. He's a two-time Cy Young winner. And, yeah, like he just has a – just is someone who knows how to pitch, especially apart from anybody that pitched last year for the Red Sox. He actually knew how to pitch. Yeah. So, so yeah, so the reason why the, I thought the Red Sox would get him is because his home is – his offseason home is in the greater Boston area. And I thought, okay, so if he signs with the Red Sox, he'll be close to the home, especially during these COVID – we don't even know what's going to happen this season, if they're going to even be allowed to see their families and stuff like that. That would actually work great for him and his family because he'll be uh, he'll see them every day, especially going to work and stuff like that. Well, if they go on the road and stuff like that. But apart from that, yeah, he'll be closer to his family. Yeah, and, that, and it just sounded like a no-brainer decision. Well, when I went to lunch on Friday night around 7 o'clock, my time, I decided to look at what happened with the news and it looked like he had made a decision. Did he decide to go to the Red Sox? No. He actually decided to go with the Red Sox arch rival in the Bronx, the New York Yankees. Yeah, he decided to sign with the Yankees for, let's see what the deal was. All right. Corey Kluber. It's going to just pay me just to even see this. I can't. All right. Corey Kluber deal. It looks like, let's see. Not ever showing the deal. Where's the official deal? Come on. I don't, well, this doesn't really say. Come on. Well, it looks like they were just saying they finalized the deal. Oh, here we are. Here's a, for one year, $11 million. Here we are. This is from a sports center, or sports center Twitter. One year, $11 million. Well, poop. Darn it. How? It was just a no-brainer decision. Well, it almost looked like it wasn't really a no-brainer decision. The influence that brought him over to the Yankees was one of his uh, former pitching coaches is on the Yankees uh, coaching staff, or I believe, or is like their pitching coach. So... 
yeah, it kind of was kind of the deciding factor. Yeah. It really stinks because he would have been a really good addition to the Red Sox rotation. But it just didn't happen. It just really just didn't happen. And it really stinks because now what's going to happen now? What are we going to do now? I mean, at this point, it's Jake Odorizzi or a bus. Or this offseason is just going to be a bus. Just get someone like, yeah, Jake Odorizzi. Well, the Red Sox did make a re-signing yesterday. So all hope wasn't lost. They have decided to... Um, a day yesterday decide to bring back old Perez Day. They decide to bring back, yes, you guessed it, Perez Day as in they decide to bring back Martin Perez. They decide to sign him to a one-year $5.4 million deal with a club option for 2022 worth $6 million. So Perez Day is back. And I'm glad that they brought him back, especially since apart from anybody else on the pitching staff, he really did know how to pitch in the pitch in for the Red Sox last year. He was probably the only pitcher I actually did trust throwing the ball. Well, him and Tanner Houck at the end, but at the same time, nobody knew how to pitch on the team. Or, yeah, they basically threw out scrub one and scrub two every five or two days or two or one to two days or something like that, yeah. Every other day, yeah. And with having, and this is a guy who really wants to be a Red Sox forever. He grew up a Red Sox fan. He idolized Pedro Martinez. And I listened to the uh, Section 10 interview, or the interview he did with Section 10, like, last year. And the guy really, like, whatever deal we can make, the Red Sox want to make, I'll take it. If it's just one-year deal or something like that, let's just keep doing it. Just have one-year deals every day because just make him a Red Sox forever. I want to be a Red Sox forever is what he, what he kind of said. It's kind of funny, too. They also said, screw the Yankees or F the Yankees. <laughs> well, it looks like he's not going to sign with the Yankees anytime soon, especially after saying that. Yes, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, why would you? Yeah, seriously. So if I was a Red Sox, I would just, like, do, like, kind of like the whole David Ortiz kind of deal. How, like, he had those, like, one-year deals at the end of his career. Just do that. Give Martin Perez one-year deals. Just make him almost pretty much a Red Sox for life. Let's just make that happen. And you know he can pitch, especially last year. Just, yeah, just give him a deal. Although I still hope that the Red Sox do go out and get a relief, or get relief pitchers and another starter. Because I really feel like we might have a chance. At least, maybe not win the World Series, but at least possibly be getting into the postseason with if they make deals. But who knows? I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm really after the Corey Kluber deal. If we couldn't get him, I mean, who are we going to get kind of deal? But all hope won't be lost. Hopefully, we can Red Sox will strike a deal in the next couple of days and get somebody else, like a relief pitcher, a pitcher. They were thinking of maybe getting a signing on Marcus Simeon, too. I wouldn't mind having him. But since he's a shortstop and Sander Bogarts is our – star player and shortstop, that might be a problem. But they did say if that's the case, they'll just move him to second base and either trade Michael Chavis. Oh, man, they're going to get rid of Ice Horse? No, don't get rid of Ice Horse. I like him. Yeah. Or basically have Ice – or basically Chavis play first – back up first base in a left field. 
So basically, they'll just move him to the bench. Yeah, he's a utility guy. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do in the next couple of days. It's almost pretty coming up pretty soon. Pitchers and catchers report in literally a month from now. Yeah, this that's why I mean this whole offseason has just been just been weird. Nobody has made any moves whatsoever, and just just going so slow. Yeah, just so slow. Just let's make some moves, and it just ends for everybody except if you're the Mets or the Padres. Or now the Yankees now. They made some moves. Especially, oh, speaking of which, DJ Mayhew is going back to the Yankees. So he decided to sign a six-year deal worth, I believe, $54 million. Yeah. So he's going to be a Yankee for the next six years. Rats. I really want to. If if he was an option, I kind of want to sign him for second base. Because the one position or position uh, player position that we need or not pitcher position that we do need is second base because Pedroia is looking like he's going to not be playing or be a Red Sox for long, basically, as in he's probably going to call it quits on his career. So you need a second baseman. And I thought, DJ Mayhew, he is a second baseman, and he's really good at hitting. Yeah, really good at hitting. And I would just like to sign him just to screw with the Yankees, just basically, yeah, just F them. <laughs> Yeah, to screw them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the news of the week. Just uh, Ben Attendee possibly going, uh, possibly being uh, traded. Um, international signings. Devers avoiding arbitration. Corey Kluber now going to the Yankees. And bringing back Martin Perez. Yeah. I'm reading a book. Yeah, I'm actually almost close to finishing a book. It's about uh, it's, uh, Alex Beer's homegrown. How the Red Sox build a championship from the ground up. And it's a pretty neat book. It's really interesting, very in-depth. I'm just like about to finish the book. I'm basically just one chapter or a couple of chapters away of finishing it. Well, one actual chapter and then an epilogue, but it's a pretty neat book. Yeah. I also plan on watching tomorrow um that uh, a documentary about Red Sox fans and the Royal Rooters. I kinda wanna watch that. That actually looks pretty cool. So I'll be able to watch that. Probably tomorrow since I'm off tomorrow. And since, by the way, it is Martin Luther King Day, uh, shout out to uh, Martin Luther King, a really great inspiration, basically as in um, bringing, uh, or bringing, the, or bringing uh, racial equality, using by nonviolence. This is why we uh, celebrate Martin Luther King because of, um, yeah. So honored the life of a really great man. Which, by the way, he would actually be 90 if he was still alive, say, around 90. I'm looking up. Now, he was born in 1929, so he would be in his 90s today, like 92, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So a great man, a way of fighting racial inequality and uh, through nonviolence. Yeah. Shout out and praise Mark Luther King. Yeah, Dr. King. Which I believe, I believe my mom actually did meet at least his dad, Reverend King, at one point. I think uh, my grandparents were big on the whole like uh, civil rights back in the ni- 1960s, and like they basically went down like uh, as a school went down to the south and like based on the East Coast and stuff like that, and uh, stuff and uh, met people like Doctor or uh, Doctor Mark or uh, Reverend King and stuff like that. 
That's pretty neat. Reverend King has in Dr. Martin Luther King's dad. Yeah. So anyway, nothing else to talk about. Convo. A little bit some news and a little bit like um, other stuff too, but at the same time, I mean, kind of just short and sweet. All right. All right, that's about it. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Red underscore charter and follow my personal twitter page at junkyard dog underscore 92 we will have that in the details of the episode and then follow the show on instagram at at socks illinois and then follow the show on spotify apple google breaker overcast pocket cast radio public and antenna pop and or antenna pop or and or podbean or wherever you get your podcast from doesn't matter to us and with that being said I believe that about do it. All right. See you guys. Um, probably next week, maybe next Sunday. All right. Banyana. When the party's over and the lights cool down, when everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around. When the high is over. When everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around I know we just met, I know we just started But it's something here, I can tell we got it We like a classic song, I've been singing all night long Let it go like, oh, my love, my darling so will you still be mine? When the party's over and the lights go down, when everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around. When the high is over and we sober down, when everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around. Thank you.
Take it your hands over. Let's make love through the moonlight. Until the day.